Hi, I'm Michael P. Hamans. I'm here to talk to you about law and society, lots of society. We're here at WCCF News Radio 1580 on your AM dial, 100.9 on your FM dial, and we're streaming live on the World Wide Web on WCCFAM.com. However you got here, thanks for being here. We are listened to across, because of the World Wide Web, we're listened to from Alaska, from Taiwan, from Hawaii, from Montana. Montana's got Parks Reese there. He's, uh, he's a sponsor of this show. He created the icon for the building a zoo that you can find on the archives. If you go to uh, iHeartRadio to WCCFAM.com and click on that, you ought to come up with a three bars on the top right hand of your screen. Click on that. That's a drop-down. Brings you to shows. Click on that. That brings you uh, the drop-down for all the shows. Click Building a Zoo and then scroll down and come to the date that you want to listen to on the archive. You'll see the stack of animals with me standing on top with my guitar. And uh, there you have it. So you can listen live or you can go back in and listen to it if you want to hear what we had to say. Last week we were talking about, uh, well, we got a phone call in pretty early on and got to talk about my Christianity, my beliefs. We got to talk about the awareness of place, and uh, we got to talk about political geography. You know, this geography, this political geography that goes on. Taiwan, I didn't quite get enough to talk about Taiwan and Hong Kong last week. We're going to come back to that this morning a little bit. Hawaii, Hawaii, one of our uh, more recent states that and Hawaii, it uh, in Alaska, Hawaii and Alaska, came in at the end of the 1950s. And, uh, you know, why is that? We have other places that are territories. I call them territories. Somebody who's a Ph.D. student at Auburn who's from Puerto Rico, when I asked her about how things were in Puerto Rico in the territory, she said, you mean in the colony? I mean, people who are uh, in these places that aren't states that are owned by the United States government, they consider themselves having been colonized, part of a colony. I thought that was pretty interesting in our, particularly in light of the political geography that we've been talking about. Uh, We talked about last week about Israel and Palestine and what's happening in the, uh, with the uh, Arabs not appreciating having Western Europe push people back in and a nation state in on top of them. Uh, Didn't quite talk enough about how, Persia, which is Iran, the old Persia, is not Arab. They don't, uh, they, and that's part of some of the conflict that they have, the political geography. But how important Iran is in the concept of world uh, balance and sort of keeping Russia uh, at uh, hemmed in and, uh, and how that worked politically along with Turkey and how that, uh, animates what the United States has done as far as alliances with Turkey about back in the early 50s after World War II, about helping to overthrow, paying for the overthrow of a democratically elected government in Iran and establishing a monarchy, the Shah of Iran, that finally got thrown out uh, uh, during uh, the early uh, mid-1970s. So, uh, mid-1970s is when it really came down. Uh, so we talked about that a little bit. We didn't get around to talking about Africa uh, too much, but but we're going to talk a little bit more about Asia. We're going to talk a little bit more about those kinds of things. The uh, So Bertie, uh, hey, Bertie, it's Pappy. I love you, and I love your uh, brother, Hanker. He's a bazooka, that boy. They They get to tune in every now and then. We got folks in Texas, Wendy Mazingo and the Mazingo clan that gets to tune in. We're listening to from the Northeast down to North Carolina, Asheville, North Carolina, uh, home of a, a number of people that tune in. Craig Economopoli and Katie Pedersen, they, uh, they, uh, they've recently uh, moved there from Punta Gorda. Craig was my sensei at the Gurazuri Dojo. Uh, we're listening to also because Carson Dillinger and Sandusky Paris and their little bundle of joy, Loy Dellinger, uh, 
Lois Sandusky Paris is there. He's a child. That one, they have a new baby on the way. That's a delightful thing. So there in Carolina, uh, Carson is the uh, an heir to the love uh, and friendship group that her father was part of, Lloyd Dellinger. Uh, and she's also the heir to Carolina Cajun. It's not a hot sauce, but it's a blend of love from the Piedmont. And it's so good on everything, but it's so good on chicken that there's a guarantee. I used to have Larry T. or Zane give me this guarantee, but I'm going to do it for you here this morning. And that is to get a better piece of chicken, you got to be, be a, a rooster. rooster. You know it, Todd. I do. I've got Todd here in the on, running the board for me today, folks. Uh, talk about political geography. Uh, the uh, <clears throat> There's been a big uh, reduction in force at uh, iHeartMedia. Thousand people got laid off. The, frankly, uh, the folks at this station kept more personnel than others uh, in other uh, uh, markets. And so congratulations for them. And it, But it's really... It's uh, uh, Larry T had given 19 years to this family, and uh, Zane had just become full time, uh, and it's uh, really uh, a sad thing. But uh, you know, I I posted that on Facebook this morning, and the uh, and and we move on. We pick up and move on. My old army buddy Rob Hartung, he reminded me, uh, old soldier, pick up your rifle and follow me. We are the Airborne Infantry. You know, nothing's going to keep us down. Here we go. But this song right here is for Larry T, because when you don't have a job, it's a depression. It's not a recession. It's a depression. Times are hard. Things are rough. Bills are mounting. Don't have enough. Money. I need a job. Maybe two or three. Do you have a job? Hey, I'll give you a quarter if you'll give that job to me. Well, pick yourself up, work it out, they say. Make good choices or there'll be hell to pay. Make scrap from junk. Use it up, wear it out. Scrimp, pinch, and save. invent something be like Mighty Mouse and save the day here I come to save the day it looks like Mighty Mouse needs to be on his way it's just a market adjustment the inefficient should fall to their knees Adam Smith's hands invisibly throttling the inefficient likes of you and me the likes of you and me Just a needed wage adjustment Leveling the global stage Red tooth and nail expression Of capital's natural ways Bane capital's natural ways Of our natural ways 
Here's the controversial part. The truly rich are merely inconvenienced. Maybe disappointed in all the chaos. Maybe not, I don't know. The poor slathered thickly across the failed pensions, failed shops, and radio layoffs. Times are hard, things are rough. give you a quarter if you give that job to me times are hard to my buddies Larry T and Zane Bickerstaff hope you get a job guys hope that this is a silver lining for you uh Silver linings, they happen all over the place, I'm sure. Tao Te Ching. Let's read a little bit from that. Find all kinds of good stuff in here is what I've determined. Oh. What do I want to read from this? Sometimes I just... Uh, Open it, and there I am. Here, we're going to do this one, though. We're going to do verse 10. It's called, Hold Fast to the Power of One. It will unify the body and merge it with the spirit. It will cleanse the vision and reveal the world as flawless. It will focus the life force and make one supple as a newborn. As you love the people and rule the state, can you be free of self-interest? As the gates of heaven open and close, can you remain steadfast as a mother bird who sits with her nest? As your wisdom reaches the four corners of the world, can you keep the innocence of a beginner? Know this primal power that guides without forcing, that serves without seeking, that brings forth and sustains life, yet does not own or possess it. One who holds this power brings Tao to this very earth. He can triumph over raging fire, over the freeze of winter weather. Yet when he comes to rule the world, it is with the gentleness of a feather. Some ancient stuff. I Sometimes, you know, I found in this book, I think I found the answer. Do you remember uh, Douglas Adams? Have you ever uh, read uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe? Uh, they made a movie of it. They did a pretty good job, I thought, with it, actually. But, uh, but if you remember, the, they have this computer that they uh, have uh, asked to do, uh, to answer a question. What, what's the meaning of life and everything, life, universe, and everything? And the computer starts computing, thinking in the way that... Uh, that uh, Robots think, however that uh, goes, and it computes, and it's working, and it's working, and it, it takes it six million years. Well, they do a time travel, and they, so they, they end up getting to go, and, and, and the answer, and they've all been waiting for it, and the computer finally comes to the end of its computing, and it says that the answer is 42. I always just thought that was random. Uh, in the Tao Te Ching, let's listen to verse 42. Tao gives life to the one. The one gives life to the two. The two give life to the three. The three give life to 10,000 things. All beings support yin and embrace yang, and the interplay of these two forces fills the universe. Yet only at the still point, between the breathing in 
and the breathing out, can one capture these two in perfect harmony? People suffer at the thought of being without parents, without food, or without worth, yet this is the very way that kings and lords once described themselves. Who knows what fate may bring? One day your loss may be your fortune. One day your fortune may be your loss. The age-old lesson that others teach, I also teach. As you plant, so you reap. As you live, so you die. Know this to be the foundation of my teachings. The answer is 42. So, let's listen to some more music. This is from Old Crow Medicine Show, I Hear Them All. Medicine show. Hey, I couldn't do this show without help from my sponsors, folks like Gene Gorman Auto Sales. You've seen the billboards around town if you're from our local area, seen the signs on the walls. I'd give them away, but my wife won't let me. I'd fix them for free, but my wife won't let me. That's because it's a family owned and operated business. 23 straight years of Charlotte County's number one volume independent used car dealer. Three locations to serve everyone Gene Gorman Family Motors in Charlotte Harbor. Gene Gorman Premier Auto Sales downtown across from the Punta Police Department and Gene's Dirt Cheap Cars just south of Aquiesta. That's right, Aquiesta, not a Kia Star. We say Aquiesta and we say Punta Gorda. If you say it in Spanish, then we know you speak a little bit of Spanish and you're not from here. So all of the vehicles go through a very thorough certification process and come with a nationwide warranty. Owen's the general manager and vice president of the corporation. They're giving away... Free oil changes uh, for a year and a copy of his dad's uh, book, memoir. You had to be there to anyone that buys a car or sells a car to 
Gene Gorman Auto Sales. You know, I told you in the intro that Parks Reese is a sponsor of this show, and he's done a, uh, the icon for uh, the building a zoo. Parks, uh, we ended up buying some animals from the what used to be the Youth Museum in Charlotte County, and then uh, ultimately became the Charlotte County Museum. But before it went to that, the Youth Museum had gone out of the stuffed animal display business, and they had their uh, jaguars and lions and bears, oh my, uh, at, in storage, and it was costing them a lot of money. They tried to get them to other museums and other folks, and finally uh, they were just paying too much storage and nobody seemed to want them. And so uh, Paul DeGator was the curator, and he was given authorization to go ahead and sell them. And we had an opportunity, and that's one of the cats that's in my window there at 215 West Olympia, in the corner of Olympia and Sullivan. Uh, the big cat there is a Zanzibar leopard, and it's uh, – uh, I didn't shoot it. I got it from the uh, museum through the curator, Paul DeGata. Paid money for it, which went back to the museum. The uh, But Parks Reese also obtained some of those, and we uh, we got him – a couple of bears and a big, uh, a big uh, leopard, and he took them back to Livingston, Montana. Livingston, Montana, which is being voted on right now, is one of the best uh, small towns in America. Uh, and Parks has his gallery there, and uh, and Parks bought a van from uh, from from Gene Gorman Auto Sales. Well, actually, it was at Gene's Dirt Cheap Cars, and uh, bought a van, and hauled the animals back. So he flew in in order to take possession of these stuffed animals and then bought the vehicle, the van, and then drove it back. He and Scott McMillian drove it back across the country to Livingston, Montana, and then Parks sold the car out there. Pretty good way to do the transport. But Parks is a uh, – uh, and he, he's got it, one of those bears and the, and the uh, jaguar or the leopard in his, uh, in his gallery. And so people have said some pretty great things about Parks Reese. We just recently lost uh, one of the icons of American art, uh, Russell Chatham. And uh, he's a, Russell is an artist, author, publisher, and fly fishing hall of famer. As a matter of fact, any of Jim Harrison's books that you see, uh, the cover is, tip, is, uh, is Russell Chatham's art. Well, he said of Parks Reese, that Parks Reese has diligently devoted himself to a life in art, one which casts a most unique shadow. Using imagery straight from nature, he's pulled, twisted, and otherwise juggled it into shapes of thoughtful commentary, irony, droll humor, and sometimes outright belly laughs. And while doing so, he employs good drawing and beautiful color. Right after Parks was made, they broke the mold. You can see Parks Reese's work uh, online it's P-A-R-K-S-R-E-E-C-E, and uh, he's got a Facebook presence as well as a website, and you can go to his gallery. You can look at the work. You can buy work there. He's got a retrospective of his, of his art, uh, The Call of the Wild, uh, uh, art by Parks Reese, uh, and he let me have a poem in there. I thought that was nice of him. It was uh, a loving thing. It's a, as soon it will be raining cats and dogs. It's in the middle of it, and... Uh, it's got a poem uh, that I tell kids uh, and folks. I, I like to do it, at, uh, particularly the kids. I don't say what it is, and then I ask them sort of what uh, what it is. Is slipping through the water with the wave of my tail. I'm hunting birds and snakes and fish. You better beware. Dark red water over blackened scales, lapping, silent as death. A few days old. Be scared. Cypress knees are not what I am after. The marrow of your bones and the crackle of your joints, my fair. Oh, turtles are crunchy and fun to toss in the air, but yapping dogs and children who cry, there's more there. Faster than a horse for a short distance, I'll grab and spin and take you to my lair. There, you'll rot forever until I eat you. Putrid flesh on my breath, smile fixed, I glare. Yeah, I glare. Well, We're also uh, sponsored by Boca Grande Marina. 
and beautiful Boca Grande on Gasparilla Island. It's a barrier island between the Gulf of Mexico and the Charlotte Harbor estuarine system. And to get there by boat, you go in that south entrance to the Boca Bayou and then turn south into the Yacht Basin. It's uh, been dredged uh, in the last decade to minus seven feet to, uh, to bring it back to the depths when it was originally created back in the 1920s uh, in four dredges by American Agricultural Chemical Company that was developing uh, the ends there in Boca Grande and the subdivision uh, that became the community of Boca Grande. And so you pull in there, and there's a uh, refurbished, uh, beautiful marina dockmaster's office that commands the basin in order to help you tie up safely. Vessels of all size can come and go in there. The, uh, the fuel docks are open from 8 in the morning to 5 in the evening, uh, seven days a week all year round. Ship store is open if the fuel docks are open, and you can get bait, tackle, sundries, those kinds of things, hats, sunglasses, etc. Sundries, you know what that is. So you can also rent a golf cart and go and tool around the rest of the island. Uh, 11.30 on there at the marina is Miller's Dockside. It's a full bar, cold beer, great menu, friendly service with a beautiful setting overlooking the marina and off into Gasparilla Sound. In the evenings, Eagle Grill is open, and Chef Antonio has specials every night, and everything on his menu is special. So whether you get there by seaplane like Captain Mark Futch used to do, or you come by boat, car, golf cart, bicycle, run, walk, crawl, get yourself to Boca Grande Marina. They'll be happy to see you, and you'll be really happy to be there. It's a hot dog day as a sponsor of this show. It's a hot dog day is in the parks in Punta Gorda, Gilchrist Park, and Ponce de Leon Park on every nice day. Weather so nice, want to go to the park. Grilled onions and peppers in the air. Umbrella and a cart. Hot dog in the park. Enjoy the repast. It's a hot dog day. There's spread all beef hot dogs. Uh, also uh, jumbo uh, uh, hot dogs. Uh, uh, Hebrew nationals. Sweet Italian sausage, Polish sausage, all on Martin potato rolls, uh, every kind of condiment that you can think of. Uh, you can have one that does already tell you how they're going to make it, or you can have them make it any way you want. Uh, the folks are there, as I say, every nice day. So it's a reasonably priced meal in a beautiful location. Go have lunch today, please, in Punta Gorda. They'd love to see you. I know that Captain Bill's back in his barber shop. He's uh, uh, out of the hospital and back in there. He's had, got a great crew there that does haircuts. And so go in and wish Captain Bill uh, hello. I'm, I'm doing uh, poetry a little bit today. I've, uh, you know, I, I read the paper every day. We've got, and this past week, of course, we've had uh, the Prince of, uh, Prince Henry and and his bride, and they they don't want to do the job that the that required of them and as the royal family, high royal family, and they're going to move at least part time to Canada. Uh, this is uh, where the sidewalk ends. The poems and drawings of Shel Silverstein, the farmer and the queen. I don't really give a flip about the royalty myself, uh, and but. The farmer and the queen. She's coming, the farmer said to the owl. Oh, what shall I do? What shall I do? Shall I bow when she comes? Shall I twiddle my thumbs? The owl asked, who? The queen, the queen, the royal queen. She'll pass the farm today. Shall I salute? He asked the horse. The horse said, nay. Shall I give her a gift? He asked the wren, a lovely memento for her to keep. An egg or a peach or an ear of corn? The wren said, cheap. But should I curtsy or should I cheer? Oh, here's her carriage now. What shall I do? He asked the dog. The dog said, bow. And so he did, and so she passed. Oh, tra-la-la-la-la. She smiled, she did. He told the sheep. The sheep said, bah. <laughs> Shell Silverstein, he... What a talent that man was. He's uh, gone uh, t 20 years now, I think. Seems about right. 
Uh, what else has been in the news? Well, we know what's been in the news. We've got this issue about uh, about killing an Iranian general. A horrible man, I'm sure, from the perspective of that he's led and directed uh, attacks against U.S. soldiers, U.S. people. Uh, I I was in the military, you know. When you got people that uh, attack you, you shoot them back. You kill them. You stop that. You stop the uh, the threat. But you know what what we've what we've had since nine eleven is really has been a, a a conundrum about how does a nation state react to non-state actors, to terrorists. And those those are different rules when we don't have good rules. We're, we, we're learning how to deal with this. I mean, we had the Barbary pirates back in, in the beginning of our country, and we sent the Marines to go and attack in northern Africa and to wipe out the pirates, the Barbary pirates, and to stop that threat. So uh, there's, and so there's this thing about controlling the chaos that's brought on by non-state actors, and it's really difficult. And so we had non-state actors at 9/11 that were being harbored in Afghanistan, and so we went to war in Afghanistan with Afghanistan with the Taliban there because they were harboring the terrorists that were attacking the United States. And so that was a, although it was a, to, to apprehend, to kill, to disrupt non-state actors, there was also a state actor involved. The Taliban's controlled Afghanistan that we basically attacked under the authorities that were, were given. We then invaded Iraq and did a regime change because of what turned out to be false claims about weapons of mass destruction. State actors against state actors. Rules of war, rules of engagement, all of those things. But, uh, but now the, the, this has blended over so much and continues to blend that we end up having this strike, a drone strike on a, a, a general of the Iranian uh, military. I'm sure he's a bad guy. Sure, he probably deserved to die. It's not, it's not a matter of that. It's what is it that allows us to do that when, they're, when we're talking about state actors, about sovereign nations, state to state? Well, there's our Constitution says who's got the authority to declare war, and that's the Congress. And so, and so we have that. So we, uh, but what have we also got? Let's let's see what Shel Silverstein reminds us about war in general and about generals. The generals said General Clay to General Gore, "Oh, must we fight this silly war? To kill and die is such a bore." I quite agree," said General Gore. Said General Gore to General Clay. We could go to the beach today and have some ice cream on the way. Oh, a grand idea, said General Clay. Said General Clay to General Gore, we'll build sandcastles on the shore, said General Gore. We'll splash and play. Let's leave right now, said General Clay. Said General Gore to General Clay, but what if the sea is closed today? And what if the sand's been blown away? A dreadful thought, said General Clay. Said General Gore to General Clay, I've always feared the ocean spray, and we may drown. It's true, we may. It chills my blood, said General Clay. Said General Clay to General Gore, my bathing suit is slightly tore. We'd better go on with our war. Oh, I quite agree, said General Gore. Then General Clay charged General Gore as bullets flew and cannons roared, and now, alas, there is no more of General Clay. 
or General Gore. This country doesn't take war lightly in its Constitution. If you look at the Constitution, at Article I, which deals with the legislature, the powers granted to Congress. These are the powers granted to Congress. So when they're arguing, should the president, should the commander-in-chief consult with Congress about acts that may really be acts of war against a sovereign nation. I can tell you if they killed one of our generals, we'd consider that an act of war. So what, what, are, the, what are the powers granted to Congress? The Congress shall have the power, and these have to do with international engagement. Think in terms a little broader than just war, but international engagement. Congress shall have the power. This is in Section 8. Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes, duties. Duties, that's a trade between states. Duties, impose and excesses and pay the debts, and provide for the common defense and general welfare of the United States. So Congress has the power to provide for the common defense and general welfare of the United States. Congress has the power to regulate commerce with foreign nations. It's not just the executive that says that we're going to do this or that with commerce. It's the Congress has the power to regulate commerce with foreign nations. The Congress has the power to define and punish piracies and felonies committed on the high seas and offenses against the laws of nations. That's where the power of Congress has to deal with terrorists, with pirates. Piracies and felonies committed on the high seas and offenses against the laws of nations. Congress has, Section 811, the power to declare war. That's Congress's power. Not the President of the United States. It's the Congress's power to declare war and to make rules concerning captures on land and water. To raise and support armies and no appropriation of money to that use shall be for longer than a term than two years to provide and maintain a navy, to make rules for the government and regulation of the land and naval forces, to provide for calling forth the militia, to repel invasions, to provide for organizing, arming, and disciplining the militia, and for governing such part of them as may be employed in the service of the United States. Congress has that power. So what power does the executive have? Article 2, Section 2, the president shall be commander-in-chief of the Army and Navy of the United States and of the militia of the several states when called into actual service of the United States. He has the power, with the advice and consent of the Senate, to make treaties. That's basically where the Constitution provides the executive branch its power. Makes him the commander-in-chief, but he doesn't, it doesn't make him the one to decide when we go to war. Doesn't make him, uh, I mean, when you read all of the various powers of Congress in dealing with foreign governments, they're, they're numerous. They're broad. The president's is narrow. Make treaties with the advice and consent and to be the commander-in-chief of the army that, and navies that Congress allows and funds. It's Congress's job to make war. So the notion that 
the president should act alone without consulting Congress when he, as the commander-in-chief, takes actions that are highly likely, possibly likely, to bring us to war, an unavoidable war, the president should have to, uh, to consult with Congress. If you're a, uh, my colleagues and friends, my citizens who I argue with or agree with, if you believe in the Constitution of the United States, then the president should be consulting with Congress before he does things that brings us to war. It's really clear in the Constitution. So you can either believe in the Constitution or you can believe in the power of the President of the United States. You can't believe in both of them. Can't believe in both of them. How's our time there, Todd? You know, what is this thing that we're dealing with uh, about war? Well, you know, when Christopher Columbus started us on this Western European expansion into uh, the New World, and then, frankly, over uh, over time, uh, all over the whole globe, the uh, he, he announced what he was up to. He he announced, and it's very expansive, uh, warlike. He had every intention. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, most Christian, exalted, excellent, and powerful princes and kings. He's, he's, un, he's writing the letter as he leaves August 3rd on the outward uh, voyage. This comes from uh, the log of Columbus. He says, Your Highnesses, as Catholic Christians and princes devoted to the holy Christian faith and to the spreading of it, And as enemies of the Muslim sect and of all idolatries and heresies, ordered that I should go to the east, but not by land, as is customary. I was go by way of the west, whence until today we do not know with certainty that anyone has gone. Therefore, after after having banished all the Jews from all your kingdoms and realms during this same month of January, your highnesses ordered me to go with a sufficient fleet to the said region of India, for that purpose, I was granted great favors and ennobled. From then, henceforth, I might entitle myself Don and be the High Admiral of the Ocean Seas and the Viceroy and Perpetual Governor of all the islands and continental land that I might discover and acquire, as well as any other future discoveries on the ocean sea. Further, my eldest son shall succeed to the same positions and so on from generation to generation forever after. That's what Columbus was up to, and Europe just continued that right on through all of its colonial period. And, you know, after being colonies, uh, the United States joined right in. As a matter of fact, uh, we had what some believed were, uh, were the uh, blessings of God, that it was a manifest destiny that we should as Europeans on this continent spread completely across the, uh, the, uh, this hemisphere. And then under the Monroe Doctrine, we told the rest of Europe, the rest of the world, that everything in this hemisphere was our purview and not the rest. And so we bought into it. We bought into this Western European expansion, colonialism, and then imperialism. Japan, after learning the ways, also joined in. I mean, in the modern sense. Japan had been trying to expand into China and into Korea and those places. But they certainly uh, took off in in the uh, 20th century on a bold uh, prospect of doing it and and were trying to control every bit of the Pacific Basin and uh, all of Asia and attacked Hawaii. To, uh, in order to disable the United States so that it could uh, continue its place. So uh, so we're complicit in all of this. And, and what's happening is, is 
people who got overrun, colonized, held under imperial uh, control have a long history. We don't remember it. It wasn't happening to us. We're the dominant. But to those who were the conquered, they have a long memory. They have generations of embarrassment about it. As a matter of fact, China, it animates every bit of China's foreign policy and their national fervor that they will know, they, they remember the great embarrassment, the, uh, the, the forced opening uh, by Great Britain by, uh, uh, when they were trying to be isolated from the world and not trade. And Great Britain opened them up by force of arms and established a foothold in Asia, in Hong Kong, created a, 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 a city, uh, a, a port that it could uh, use as its base and its foothold. The Portuguese had Macau just across the, uh, the bay. This is political geography. This, these were important ports for, uh, for Europeans as they, uh, as they threw a mercantile system of state support for, for the business interests forced themselves upon the rest of the population of the world. This is, this is how it worked. This is how it happened. Do we put it in a bad light? Oh, we're, we're applying today's concerns to yesterday's problems. Uh, maybe so, but I can tell you that the, uh, the narrative is strong, that, there is, that, that we should at least be aware of, of how we treated people. And uh... let me go out on this. Progress builds on people's actions. How are you doing? What do you do? Listen to reason. What are we thinking? Can you believe the things that we do? Will sold sovereign democracies, contractors with a karmic claim. Uh, the flags waving, nations calling, pledge allegiance in God's American name. Life's not fair, each hand's been dealt. Live and let live, if we can figure it, but figure it out, figure it out, figure it out. An army of one, called to battle if you don't die, hey, enlist again. Well, holy crap. Give me the Bible, Bhagavad Gita, Quran, itching. Show me where hate is a virtue. Show me where wars to be proclaimed against the people, huh, much less the innocent. They say wage war against pride. The devil's oily flame. Well, is it crazy people? Ruin the balance, make rational thought, but a hope and a prayer. What a part of society has an interest to build wars between all of us. Yeah, what do you know? What's really true? Will a political operative share it with you? They spin the truth till it turns to butter, spread it on to cover the lies, we swallow it whole, much less distasteful 
Soon all that remains of honor is pride. Life's not fair, each hand's been dealt. Live and let live as we figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Keeping secrets, not knowing better. Dropping bombs on a wing with a prayer. Collateral children. Kill for freedom, what are we really doing there? Sugar for sugar, salt for salt, what matters how it started, who's at fault? No, no, torture the prisoners. They have information exposing the essence of our righteous cause. The Father, Son, Mohammed, and Holy Ghost, four horsemen of the apocalypse, on a dead run, I need protection. Give me a pistol, give me salvation, a nuclear weapon, and promise me one thing, mutual destruction. Then write it all off as the will of God. Life's not fair, each hand's been dealt. Live and let live as we figure it out. Progress builds on people's actions. How are you doing? What do you do? Listen to reason. What are we thinking? Can you believe the things that we do? Hey, all you God-fearing existentialists, you Christians, you Muslims, you Democrats, you Republicans, you capitalists and you communists, you social butterflies, be that. But be it gently so I don't have to whip your ass in the name of peace, love, and understanding. Oh. Todd, let's, you got some drums there for me? Let's go ahead and get out of here. Hey, see you on the radio next week. Thanks for helping me build this zoo. We'll see you next Thursday on the radio. <laughs>